It's Brandon and Jesse. We're the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters. And today's bomb is Wonder Woman 1984. I've never wanted anything more. But he's gone. And that's the truth. And everything has a price. One I'm not willing to pay. Not anymore. This world was a beautiful place, just as it was. And you cannot have it all. You can only have the truth. And the truth is enough. Is it though? Is it? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. I should have cut that sound in there. That would have been perfect. Yes. <laughs> Don't you wish it for me? Uh, uh, okay. So, One Roman, nineteen eighty four, a budget of two hundred million dollars, box office total one hundred and sixty nine point six million. Uh, obviously this was a movie that was came out in 2020 and during the pandemic and it was directly released on HBO max same day as theater. So with that being said, as we go into, let's talk about it. And this is going to be a big part of why, uh, unfortunately, should it bomb is going to be incredibly short. Uh, this movie obviously failed because that was an experiment to release the movie same day to see what would happen. And that experiment failed. I know it failed because we've fucking reviewed every single movie that that happened to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have more movies from the year 2020 than we do in 10 year gaps combined. <laughs> so yeah. It, yeah, it's it's wild. So anyway, with that being said, Jesse, you went first last time. I go first this time for our favorite little segment, the Joe Morton Power Hour. Uh, <laughs> five <laughs> degrees of Joe Morton. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. There is a prerequisite for this one. We have decided to not use a DC Comics movie because obviously the answer would be Justice League because they were both in Justice League. So we are not going to use Justice League for this. Mine is in two. How many did you take? I got two. All right. Mine was Kristen Wiig and she would tell Gia four. We're in the Martian together. Love that film, by the way. Yes. She would tell Gia four and Joe were in American gangster together. Wow. Okay. You went way deeper than I did. Uh, I love American gangster. Yeah. Uh, so I, I also went with Kristen Wiig, uh, but I did wig to Dan Aykroyd in ghostbusters. And then oh. Ackroyd to Joe in Blues Brothers 2000. Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I, uh, a movie that we did on the, the uh, thing here. Oh, Ghostbusters. Heck yeah. All right. Well, Jesse, this is going to be one that's going to have flared tempers. And I mean, <laughs> I, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 
So I talk a lot and I have a solid fucking rant here to go on about this film. That's (laughs) fairly long. So I'm going to let you talk about your issues and your notes first. Otherwise (laughs) I'm going to just take over for a solid (laughs) moment here. Okay. Um, so I have just a few, a few little gripes and then one giant ass gripe. Oh, I got, um, I got that is a pet peeve fucking, of mine. You get the biggest gripe ever. So when the robbers hit the car in the beginning, when Diana throws them out of the mall and into the car and the thing buckles like a tin can, they'd be dead. Oh, they would, they'd be dead. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have a note here to crumple a car like this would kill these mall criminals. Yeah. I wrote that in a note. So yeah, yeah I agree. Um, then another thing. Uh, the wardrobe in this one feels like it sexualizes Wonder Woman so incredibly bad. I know oh, her yeah. outfit is skimpy in general. That's just the way it is. But she's fighting in fucking wedges. Yeah, well, like also when she's in regular clothes, she has that dress that literally goes up to the, the panty line Yeah, when she's walking in. Which nowadays that dress would be gorgeous and normal, but in 1984, oh my God, that would have been like a big deal. And Patty yeah. Jenkins directed this like – like it's weird that a woman was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give her the slit that goes all the way up to her underwear. That definitely it's like, it, that's bizarre to me. Right. Yeah. I felt exactly the same way. Um, so then, uh, I mean, this movie does basically say that women are worthless unless they're hot though. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Big it's time. really bad about that. Exactly. Yeah. And that was, uh, uh, they don't actually call her cheetah in this, does do they? Never. They just call they, her Barbara Minerva. And they, she yeah. she is in fact a cheetah, but they never call her that. Yeah. So I think honestly, with her character, I love her character. I like her arc. It's fantastic. Uh, you find out, you know, the thing she gives away for her wish is basically her humanity, her kindness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I love her arc. However, I wish it would have stopped before she turned into cheetah. Because I was okay with Cheetah Jacket version of her. Exactly. Yeah, that was good. And you knew where when she was going, but if you're not going to call her Cheetah, yeah. don't turn her into Cheetah. Just let it go yeah. and have have that be the next step. You know? Yeah. You can bring her back years later because maybe because she got two wishes, so maybe one of maybe she only had to give up one. Yeah. Exactly. You know, when she renounced her wish, so who knows? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I get you for sure. Yeah, and then, you know, um, things like uh, Wonder Woman uh, Spider-Manning her way through the clouds by whipping lightning bolts. Oh, oh, we're, we're, touching, we're touching on my, my issue here. Oh, boy, I'm way, skirt, we'll skirt around it. Cheetah has the same intro and issues as Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman at the beginning of Batman Returns. She's clearly a good-looking woman. Like, first off, yeah. Fuck you, Tim Burton, forever thinking you could put glasses and messy hair on fucking Michelle Pfeiffer and say she's ugly. Come on. She is fucking gorgeous, covered in mud, dude. She is so good looking. But anyway, same thing with Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig's a very attractive woman. And they're like, oh, look how ugly she is. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's uncoordinated. Great body. Yeah. She's like, oh, I can't walk in heels. So I'm a piece of shit. I can't fucking walk in heels. Yeah, and she's like, I dropped my files. That makes me a big fucking loser that everybody yeah. hates. Oh, oh and you wear drop- glasses? Oh, no, I'm you, a fucking hideous man beast. Exactly, and you drop uh, your files because you can't walk in heels? No, you, you drop your files because your briefcase wasn't shut correctly. That's a completely yeah. different problem. Um, okay, fighting in the water with Cheetah 
um, in gold, in gold armor. At night. So yeah. then you can barely see anything. Barely see anything. You weigh a million pounds just <laughs> sinking By like way, a don't, rock. Don't avoid uh, the trigger moments for this, for my rant, because there's also one in this. Okay. You're not going to avoid it because there's so many issues I have for <laughs> why, why. So don't try to avoid it. Just go into it. I'll, I'll go into my rant once you're done. Okay. So I have two more things. Number one, we already talked about the fact that COVID uh, was a big problem. Yeah. With fuck, this. This, fuck this movie hard. So, yeah. yeah. Um, However, it did hold the stop the top spot in theaters for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. when it debuted, so that shows you way, how much COVID screwed this movie. How up. fucking charming is Chris Pine? I love can Chris he Pine. do bad? Even in like the worst films, can he do bad? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I fucking love him in everything he's done. I've seen some bad I, films with him I, in it, and he still does hundred ten percent. I heard someone uh, phrase uh, talking about him saying they were Chris Pining. Nice. pining for him. <laughs> um, nice, nice, nice. So here's my rant. Those were just okay. the little problems. Cr- just cramming them in as fast as I could. I know what yours is going to be because I, I just, I fucking knew. I knew like moment one, like when I first saw this movie, I'm like, boy, technical people are going to hate that. And you're a very technical person. Yeah. And I know, ex- I'm not going to say it. I know exactly what it fucking is. And as I was rewatching it, I go, I wrote just one quick little note. <laughs> and I said, Jesse will say the rest. I wrote, <laughs> I'll read my note real quick. Okay. Yep. Not all planes are the same. Jesse will explain the rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my complaint, I'll, I'll gloss over the fact that he has never flown a jet and yet figures out how to fly a jet. Yeah, it's yeah. We've okay. only seen him fly a fighter pilot, like a fighter pilot plane, and then a cargo plane. Yeah. So let's assume that if you know the basics of aerodynamics of rudder and yaw and pitch and roll, that you can fly any fucking thing with wind. Jesse, it's just knowing wind. It's just it's knowing just, yeah, wind. Yeah. It's wind and when to catch sure. it. And yeah. So here's <laughs> here's my most hated part of this. You have the ability to make any kind of plane you want in the movies. It can be the experimental XJ 7,500 yeah. alpha you, you apple in your eye. Yeah. You know, be whatever. But if you're going to model a plane so closely off of a real plane, God damn it. It better look like the real plane. So the plane they get into is a bastard version of what is called the, uh, Pan- Panavia tornado. Okay, it, it it's it's your average. I mean, it looks like every other fighter jet in the world. But the thing is, it doesn't have a side by side cockpit. What plane does? Very what few. fighter jet does? No fight. Well, not big bombers like a B fifty two or something like a that. A huge but, fucking bomber would yeah. have side by seating. Otherwise, <laughs> no fighter jet. Streamline those things. Yeah, it's front and back. If, if you have a guy with you, he's behind you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's annoying. Because when you see the plane from far away, you can tell it doesn't have a side-by-side cockpit. But all of a sudden, because we have to have a romantic motherfucking moment, it has a side-by-side cockpit. Yeah, Stupid. Stupid. Not to mention that they flew a fighter jet from the Smithsonian to Cairo. Yeah. By the way, the Smithsonian keeps fully operational fucking jets on the lot. Fueled up on the airstrip. And they flew it to Cairo. Here's the thing. Yeah, nope. 
the Ky- Cairo is about 5,000, I had to look this up, 5,805 miles from the Smithsonian. So what's the max distance uh, a fighter jet can get? If uh, if it, we call it the Panavia Tornado, okay, it has a, a, about a range of 860 miles. Now, the one so that they, they have, had to land, they had to land six separate times to refuel <laughs> in the middle of the ocean because the majority yeah. of that 5,000 miles is over water. Uh, but also, it does have the ability to hold up to four external tanks. So I did oh, the okay. math for you just That's to still, save you the trouble. You still need um, to stop at least one. Some of the biggest external tanks available, and granted, they don't fit on this plane, but uh, are around let's, 300 let's gallons a pop. Okay. This plane has four available hard points for external tanks, which gives us another 1,200 gallons of gasoline. I did a little bit of math and figured out that this plane gets roughly two miles to the gallon, which, (laughs) that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) But because of that, you would only extend your range with all four of those tanks, and I say it's roughly 1,400 miles because you do have to remember you get less gas mileage because you're carrying more fuel. So their max going 22,000 uh, 2, miles. miles. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, 2,000 miles, and they need to go 5,000. Yeah, so they drop dead in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Now. now I mean, in an invisible jet. And the other things, by the way, how about the fact that they don't, like, I understand Wonder Woman. You can say whatever you want, Wonder Woman, sure. They don't have to wear a flight suit while on a fighter jet. Okay. They don't have to use oxygen while on a fighter jet, even sure. though we see them go above the clouds and fly around for a while. Yeah. That plane Which has I'm a like, 50,000 foot ceiling. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. You're, uh, you're using some air if you're getting up there. I mean, you want me to go into it? Well, they fly um, through uh, fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah. So Which, they're already the super low to the ground on that one. But yeah. they fly through the fireworks in a fighter jet. You know how much shit you're sucking into the engines, man? Yeah. Oh, Holy yeah. crap. It's the 4th of July when that happens, and the movie ends at Christmas, so explain that. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to. So here's my rant. Go, please. I need to hear this. (laughs) You've seen Justice League. We've done Justice League on here. Yes. So that's what's important, Justice League and Batman v Superman. Have you seen that? I have. Okay. (sighs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Diana has the fucking ability to turn something invisible. And she doesn't use that to, you know, make Superman invisible so he doesn't fucking die against Doomsday. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. Seems like a fucking like a fucking so, problem. Yeah, that's like the time gun from the last episode. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Diana can fucking fly. Yeah. Is she flying or is she falling with style? Buzz Lightyear. Style? Regardless. I, I don't know. She can. She can do all that shit. Whip fucking thunder or whatever the yeah, fuck she she's can doing. Lasso lightning bolts. She can do that? <laughs> and she doesn't do that to help save fucking Superman? Isn't her father Zeus? Is that how, yes. Isn't that how that works out? Maybe yeah. that's the lightning bolt thing. I didn't yeah, think no, about that, that until just now. Yeah. But it's still, that's fucking thin, man. <laughs> there, oh, I have more, too, that bothers me. Do so it. she's let she let Superman die. By the way, I'm just saying that oh, with yeah. these abilities, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot over. I forgot about those abilities in the last 40 years. I just forgot those existed, even though I'm thousands of years old." Uh, oh, where else? Where else? Oh, how about this? She has a suit of super armor. <laughs> yeah, that she does not wear to fight 
Doomsday or Dark Side. <laughs> but she uses it to show up and fight a cat lady. Yeah, and then discards the wings like they're fucking garbage. Yeah. It's ancient armor of my people. I'm gonna just fucking toss it to the fucking lake here. Yeah, we don't need these anymore. Pink. Uh the flying thing bothers me. It'd been really fucking useful. How about this? Her lasso has the ability to show someone the truth. Wouldn't that have been way fucking easier to make Bruce Wayne believe you whenever you're telling him stuff? How about whenever fucking uh cyborg was like, I don't know if I could trust you. You can make them see the truth. Hold my rope. <laughs> yeah. Why not make them see the truth and know what the fuck's going on? She won't have to tell stories about bullshit. She'd be like, yeah, this is it right here. <laughs> here let's cut 30 minutes abilities. off this movie. Hold this. Yeah. She has magical <laughs> abilities in this movie that she never uses ever fucking again. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. In 1984, Bruce Wayne would have been about 12 to 13 years old. Okay. He'd have been a child. And I'm just going to go on a fucking whim here. If a guy showed up on TV and said, wish for whatever you want. You know what little Bruce Wayne's going to wish for <laughs> his fucking parents to be alive. Yeah. What are they going to take from him? What his money? You know, that seems like what would logically be it. Sure. Great. That's fine. You know what? Bruce would give up his money for his parents. Yeah. So when they're like, you have to renounce your wishes. Bruce is not going to fucking do that. No. But also, no one in this world remembers that time when uh, we were about to go to the nuclear fucking holocaust, and a magic wall showed up in the middle of the, in the Middle East, and a bunch of shit went down everywhere where everyone was getting wishes. No one remembers that fucking happening. Bruce was alive. Yeah, Clark was alive. This would have been. The I, I don't think Flash would have been a, a baby if he was even alive, and obviously Cyborg wasn't born yet. Yeah. Aquaman was alive. Now, Aquaman was living with his dad, and he was a fisherman, so there's a chance that he never saw a TV and maybe didn't know about what was going on, but whatever. He was, and he would have been a kid as well. But like, this movie has to take place in an alternate fucking reality, otherwise, it makes no fucking sense because of everything else. Yeah, I I agree. It's like we forgot this entire movie happened. She forgot she can turn things invisible. Do you right. remember in Justice League where they almost die because the the fucking plane gets ripped apart by uh uh fucking oh my god what are the the demo whatever the fucking flying demon monster things oh, that Dark yeah, Side yeah, uses? Yeah. I, I, should know <laughs> I should know their the names. I should definitely know their names. That that smell fear. Yeah, well, yeah, they are like, they're bug people that people turn into them whenever they're fucking, I don't know. Uh, Something. <laughs> what a fuck. Like, like I, there's plenty of shit to be annoyed about. There's no fucking way that Trevor would know how to fly a modern plane if he's only flown shit from World War One. Oh yeah. There's no way a fucking working plane would be there. In uh, the highway scene, which was awesome, if you notice the bad guys, they avoid those kids completely. They were never in trouble. <laughs> Diana put them in trouble, and and Steve's the one that almost hits them. Yeah, and she tucks and rolls with those kids. Oh, she smash. She oh fucking grinds those kids up. They I mean, have so you could tell bones. they're they're mannequins, but it's like, goddamn. Oh yeah, it's a really bad fake looking mannequin too. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Let me look at my notes. I have so many like so. Steve Trevor loves fanny packs. I'll say that. I thought that was that I, I like that. It, it kind of ingratiated me to him a little bit more. Feels right though. Yeah. 
I, I get that. Because it's very, very functional. He's a very practical person. I'd say the most impressive part of this film is how they made Maxwell Lord, um, you know, how they made Pedro Pascal one of the most charming actors out there, just completely uncharming. Life is good. But it can be better. Uh, the old man that uh, is yelling at him in front of his son, that's Simon Stagg. That dude is the father-in-law of Metamorpho, who at this point would have been like a movie star adventurer who was like going on and doing shit. And then Simon Stagg hates him, going to marry his daughter. So he, put, he makes him go to this like pyramid that he knows is like booby trapped and will kill him. But instead he gets the powers of Metamorpho. And they could have easily just like made a joke about that, that shitty son-in-law of mine, Rex. You know, they could have just said that. It was weird to use Simon Stagg and not use any of his story. Hmm. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. I did not know that. Uh, we'll talk about the biggest issue of this film in a minute. I'm going to skip it over. <sighs> Super armor, visible fucking shit. She can fly. <laughs> Steve Trevor's eating pop tarts after fucking Diana. And I just want to. I just want to give him a high five. Because <laughs> that seems like a pretty fucking sweet life. Yeah, I just had sex and I'm gonna eat pop tarts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, first off, you just had you just had sex with fucking Wonder Woman. My yeah. God! And then the you're just in bed. <laughs> you're just in bed, fucking munching on pop tarts. I'd be like, that guy's living the fucking life, yeah. man. <laughs> His passport line makes no sense because. He's not him. He's the other guy. Yeah, he looks nothing like... He only looks like him because that's what Diana sees. Yeah, it's all Diana sees. But we saw in the mirror that he looks like that other guy. So that guy doesn't have a fucking passport? Right. I don't get it. Also, we'll talk about it. Diana raped that guy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he was not in control of his body. She was fucking him. <laughs> like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not consent. <laughs> Your, uh, your ex-boyfriend's spirit being locked inside another dude is not consent. No means no. Flying a fucking jet with no direction and they know how to get to Cairo. Oh, my God. Yeah. How about this wasted opportunity? I uh, There's some shaman, and we go meet him, and it's just some fucking dude who has this ancient book. Why couldn't that have been any number of DC characters that are magical? Yeah. There are a million fucking people to make that. You can make it a random, you can make a doctor occult and be like, I just happen to have this book and I know that this is a problem. You don't need to have Dr. Fate showing up, you know, but like, why would you not make this a cameo? Why would you just have this be some fucking guy who never shows up ever again? Why would this be some weird stoner who just happens to have a fucking book that has all the answers in it? It's so fucking weird. It makes no sense. Yeah. You tell me that guy hadn't like thought about selling that book. <laughs> up until yeah, now. like come on. I also have a, a theory that makes this movie a little better. Yeah, Max wasn't a dick to his kid. He was actually a pretty good dad, but when the kid makes the wish, what he loses is what he wants the most, which is the love of his father. That's yeah. Which is why he's like kind of shitty to him after that. That yeah, that makes sense. I like that. That that makes total sense. For sure. Yeah, because he's not, I mean, he's not a bad, that's the thing. He, like he until the end, the he's not a bad guy. Yeah, he made a mistake at the beginning with the, uh, he didn't know it was his weekend, but he was still super excited to see him and hugged him and was like, yeah, buddy, blah, 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 and was all about him. 
But then like later he's like, how many weekends do I have? And it's like, that's clearly him losing that love of him. And I think that's why is because that's what was taken away is that love. Yeah. Because it takes your best thing from you, you know, and it doesn't always apply it because obviously Maxwell Lord took uh, what's her name's like humanity, like her, her kindness uh, I know it was the stone before, but he became the stone. Yeah. So wouldn't her kindness be in him? But he obviously doesn't have to use all the gifts that he gets. Sure. So there's that. Um, She went to D when she was first off. I don't like that. This movie used the same emotional pool as the first wonder woman. They brought Steve back just to have a death scene. So then you can have the same emotional pool where she has to say goodbye to him or they have to make that hard choice. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of cheap. That's lazy writing. I liked it. I liked the scene, but it's it's lazy, yeah. Uh, when she's, like, fucking, she's in the middle of DC, and she's just fucking running, man. She, like, skips and runs and is fleeing through and flying for miles. But then she goes back home and gets her armor, but she lives in the middle of DC. So, like, how far away was she from her house before she's like, ah, shit, I better get that armor and go back. <laughs> she forgot to pat her pockets. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do the pocket pat before you walk out the door. <laughs> Where's my magical armor that makes me practically indestructible, but I'm going to take it off. Like, oh, no God damn it. The armor's she still at home. <laughs> she never wears it ever again. What the fuck? Seems like it would be really useful. Yeah, there's some major battles that happen after 1984 <laughs> yeah. that might have come in handy. Uh, but yeah, the end of the movie is that Christmas time. And it's always funny to me because she runs in that guy and he's got like the outfit that she bought for Steve. And he's not like, where did this outfit come from? And <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay. I'll wear this. This yeah, is nice. People make fun of me, but I think it works. Yeah. <laughs> he had a woman's belt on though. And I know in the eighties, skinny belts were a thing for a while, but that was a way too skinny. <laughs> oh man. What a fucking movie. What a fucking movie, man. Yeah. There's some good in it. I'll give you that. Yeah. I dug that fucking highway scene, man. When she's like pushing the trucks apart and she goes underneath and fucking jams the drive shaft in the ground to flip it. It's fucking sweet. Yeah. There's that some cool. really cool scenes. Uh, and I just like Pedro Pascal, man. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just I love him the, as an I like the mall scene. I enjoyed her at the, in the mall. Yeah. Uh, How yeah, about the Pedro guy Pascal who fumbles his bag and drops his gun? Dude, that guy, you know, that guy was like the cousin of one of the, because the other ones all did great. <laughs> yeah. But they're, well, I'm sorry to use that word. Yeah. They're yeah. like cousin is there and he's like, you can bleep that out for me later. <laughs> their cousin's there and he's like, whoop, I dropped my bag and now I'm going to try to hold it with one hand covering my butt crack while I try to pull up my pants up, oh, oh, drop my gun. And then instead of being like, oh, it's okay, I'm a cop. Yeah, yeah. Like anything he goes, shut up! And I was like, oh, what are you doing, dude? You're gonna, you're gonna draw. And then, of course, fucking people go after me. He's like, oh, what do I do? I'll, you know, I'll threaten a child's life. And even the yeah. other criminals are like, no, oh, what are, are you, you doing? crazy? Stop! <laughs> uh, that guy's a that. What a fucking idiot that guy is. Yeah. Oh man. We yep. all know that guy, though. He'd be in our crew. We'd, we have a perfect fucking robbery plan, and then this fucking Butterfingers over here. Yeah. Yeah, and the the one guy tries to play it off so much, and then he's fucking yelling at him. And then all the other guys could have just kept running, but you know you fucked up when what oh, you're yeah. doing makes the other criminals who have a 
a get o- get out of jail free card by running away from you stop yeah. and say no don't do like, that Whoa, dude don't hurt a child man. Yeah. we're not monsters we're robbing a black market if anything we might consider good guys exactly the, they're robbing in an illegal black market so it's not like yeah. they're stealing from a legitimate business yeah oh man that was <laughs> that one guy by the way that main guy he's like discount clint eastwood yeah it's like clint eastwood from wish <laughs> Yeah. I was like, that's an interesting looking fella. Yeah. He had a crazy hair. Ugh. Yeah. Not wearing any masks or anything to, you know, break in. Ah, uh, the, the Duke of Deception. That was the name of the uh Dolos, the spirit of trickery. Oh, okay. Uh I liked I I, I like the Dreamstone thing. Oh, so in the comics, Maxwell Lord has um like psychic powers where he can he can like he can kind of control your mind if he says something to you. Okay. But it's very limited and it hurts him to use it too much. He gets a nosebleed and it hurts him a lot. So like, if he's like walk away right now, then that would like, when he tries to use it against like a regular person, he can be like, yeah, you just need to walk away and it's fine. But if he's like, says walk away right now to like wonder woman, her willpower is strong enough where it's going to be a lot of effort for him to be able to, to twist her mind. And Maxwell Lord in the comics was a good guy for many years, but was real to be a secret bad guy who every time he was caught, he would be like, I didn't do anything wrong. And so whoever the hero was that captured him didn't know that he did anything wrong. And he's incredibly intelligent. Uh, He killed Blue Beetle because Blue Beetle figured it all out. So he's like, well, you have to die because obviously you're going to you're going to be able to get this information out in a way because he's smart enough, a way that people are going to learn. So he kills blue beetle shoots him in the head, which is like one of the craziest moments in comics is watching the very lighthearted, lovable blue beetle get his fucking brains blown out the back of his head. Um, the justice league goes after him, finds out that it's Maxwell Lord. One woman gets the rope around him and he says, yeah, you can, the only way you can stop me is by killing me. He's like, you know, this is true. Cause the rope is on me. He's like, because the moment I have the ability, I'll just say that I didn't do anything and you guys will believe me. So I don't know, uh, you know, how you plan on doing this because I also rigged my entire like castle with television cameras and this is all live streaming. So you can't do anything to me. One Roman goes, mm, fuck it. And it snaps his neck on live television <laughs> in front of everybody. So that's like one of the big stories. In the comics, Wonder Woman is like a, she's like, Superman who's willing to do the dirty work. Oh, okay. They don't, they don't do that with her in the comics. They kind of give that role to Aquaman where he's sort of like more of gritty. Aquaman is kind of a boy scout in the comics, but yeah, her killing Max Lord caused a huge, huge ripple in the uh, DC universe. Uh, but yeah, they obviously changed the character, give him wish powers, which is weird, but I also kind of understand it because he needs to be so powerful that, the only way that makes this work is to give him a henchman and giving him cheetah as a henchman. Isn't the worst plan because although cheetah is one of one Roman's biggest villains, she's sort of boring and derivative. How many cat villains are there in the DC universe? A lot. Yeah. You know, but uh, as far as the movie goes, if we're not looking at it in the continuity of everything else, it's not terrible, but when you, as soon as you throw it and again, I've talked about this, um, I talked about this in the Transformers. When you can't work within your own continuity, 
the the sandbox of your own films, you're just a bad movie writer. You're just huh? bad. And what this are her movie powers? Yeah. This movie is a perfect example of just being a bad movie because they can't even follow their own rules. Yeah. So um, anyway, Jesse should have bomb. <laughs> One, two, three, go! Life is good, but it can be better. And so can this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think probably. What's sad is this movie is still in the top half, like the top half of the good films from the DCU. Yeah, you I know? would I would say I get why it bombed and I'm not a huge fan of it. I like it because it's got Pedro Pascal. Um, yeah, I but, like Gal I like Kristen Wiig. I like this cast. Yeah, it's just incredibly like, lazy writing. I don't like the story. Yeah, they did no back. They did no work to look into the backstory of their own universe. They did no work at trying to give us a new emotional pool. Instead, they said, "Let's do the same exact thing we did last time." Because yeah. you could have made Kristen Wiig and Wonder Woman lovers. They clearly were kind of hinting. It seemed like they were almost hinting yeah. at that. What if what if Diana started to fall in love with her? Well, I mean, she comes and, from an all-female society. That is not oh, that yeah, far well, of a stretch. Well, Wonder Woman definitely is bisexual. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely had sex with women. Because she says in the when she meets uh uh Chris he's Pine? like, Oh, do you guys know about sex? She goes, We know about sex. So like, no shit, dude. Come on. Yeah, she's thousands of years old. She's had sex with someone on that island, which was a woman. Her body count what? is huge. Yeah. <laughs> and even if she only has sex every ten years, it's still huge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, uh, so like the whole thing is like, why not make those two love each other? And yeah. that's what, and that's Cheetah the betrayal loses. and that's the betrayal. And it becomes a thing where I'm so sorry, Cheetah becomes like, or I'm so sorry, or Barbara may mean so much more than yeah. some person who's sort of a friend, but mostly just a work colleague who she's sort of rude to throughout the film. Yeah. She's kind of mean to her from time to time. Yeah. Like, bit. I really feel like if you would have made those two fall in love and then that would have been the split, you would have had a more interesting film. Yeah. And then, like I said in the beginning, don't make Cheetah go. If you're not going to actually call her Cheetah, stop it at the leather coat and spikes and dark eyeliner Kristen Wig. Yeah. Cause know? I thought that was fine. Yeah. And then make the Cheetah thing happen like as a revenge against wonder woman like i want to be more powerful than wonder woman yeah. and then it, she turns into cheetah you know um yeah i like that i like this so much better than what we got <laughs> i like chris pine but i think we probably could have been without him and it, it would have been fine i love chris pine but yeah absolutely by the way you want to know how um uh the original cheetah got her powers no oh. the original cheetah's name was priscilla rich okay uh, and she was just like uh, an escape it escapologist. You got to remember that this was like the 30s or the 40s. Okay, so like she Houdini. gets a, yeah, yeah. She gets a magical golden girdle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's where she has her powers. Yep, yep, yep. And then the second one was uh, Deborah Domain. Um, she's the niece of the original one. And the only reason they made a different character is because in the 80s they kind of summed up that. Um, the Wonder Woman adventures from the 40s was actually uh, her mother, Hippolytia, and that 
Diana oh, took over as Wonder okay. Woman. So they're like, oh, we're going to also do that with Cheetah. So uh, she's just like a very generic, like I just have powers because I got them genetically kind of thing. And then the first time we see a cheetah who is actually like a cheetah monster is in the late 80s when they introduced Barbara Minerva. Okay. So that's one that gets turned into an actual cheetah. Sure. There was a male cheetah for a second too, but I can't remember his name. That's I think Diego. No, Sebastian. Sebastian Ballesteros. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nice. He's the only male cheetah. Uh, he is, uh, I've heard he's some Latinx. I, I can't remember what he was, but, uh, like his whole thing was to bring in like characters of other races and stuff. And they were like, Oh, we're going to turn him into a Latin guy and give him like the Antonio Banderas sex appeal kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, he didn't last very long. People go, this is stupid. He is poos. In <laughs> My name is, I am the cheetah. You see, my chest is covered in hair. I always covered in hair. I couldn't help but noticing you, noticing me, noticing you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, I would have rather had that. Hola. (laughs) You know what they say about the cheetah? It has nothing to do with South America. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. The cheetah, widely known as an African animal for some reason. I am South American. <laughs> Why, you may ask? It is a certain, I don't know what. Yeah, we do not know. Uh, <laughs> I will say, if you haven't seen this, watch it. If you like superhero uh, movies, it's worth it's a watch. Inter- it, it's entertaining enough, and it wouldn't have failed if it didn't get released. Yeah, it would have done uh, fine. Yeah, yeah it would have done fine. And as a standalone, I don't think it's all that bad, but when you put it next to yes. Wonder Woman 1 and when you put it in the universe of all those other things, it really falls apart. Yeah, see, that's the problem. By itself, it's great, but you put it in the universe and so many things don't make sense anymore. Yeah, oh yeah. Music's great. Man, Wonder Woman has some of the best theme music of all the DC guys. That that drum beat that they give her, oh man, yeah. that fires me up. That's such a good fucking beat. Yeah, the first man, one was so just good. so good. You know, oh, yeah. I really yeah, the, the, the first, first one, one just has a bad ending. Yeah. Like if that movie's ending was because I think the ending of this film and I'm talking after the fight with Cheetah, the final fight where she does not use violence where she just tells him the truth and she yeah. asks people to view the truth. That was a great example of how powerful Wonder Woman is for this like symbol of hope and truth. But the problem is. That was the end of the first movie. Remember? Yeah. He's like, oh, you need to kill her. Kill Dr. Poison. And she's like, no, instead I love her. And it's like, oh, her love. That's what's important. Love. And it's like, oh no, that's the, that's the enemy of war. Yeah. And it's like such a stupid, like kind of cheesy thing. This movie did that so much better, but it is the same exact thing. So it's like, it's unfortunate, but you know, the movie's, both of them have to do with a character creating worldwide war, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes. They barely change the plots of these films. Yeah, exactly. In 84, what a weird time to set this movie when almost nothing in this film has anything to do with the 80s. Not really. That's a close, kind of. Yeah, not even her clothes, because no. she's dressed very modern. Yeah. 
some of the clothes and then they make a couple jokes about it and that's it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Anyway. It was a good movie to escape if you're not thinking about movies. Like, you know what? Just like the Transformers movies. If you're just going in to have fun and look at pretty colors and beautiful people. I mean, shit. You got Gal Gadot and Chris Pine right there and Pedro Pascal. Fuck, yeah. man. You're like, you're set if you just want to look at pretty people do pretty things. Dude, I'd call There's so Pedro much Pascal. Oh, Pedro Pascal's a, a good-looking man. Yeah. I He's the only man that can have the grossest, patchiest mustache and beard and still look fucking it's great. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he's no Oscar Isaac, but No, but I mean, Pedro Pascal, to me, is kind of like a younger Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah, he's so he, he just like has so much fun, man. Yeah. Like he like there's like multiple Twitter threads about like stories of him in LA and just like going into places, especially going into places high or like going into weed shops to buy like weed gummies and being really high and stuff. <laughs> so good, man. He he is so funny. But uh yeah, I mean, I it's sad this movie failed because I really would like to see more Wonder Woman stuff because she has a really interesting rogues gallery and she has a really interesting history. But uh, DC as a whole is failing right now, so yeah, we'll see where that goes before we do anything else. For sure. Well, with that being said, Jesse, what's next? Let's find out. Mystical, magical number generator. Give me that number. And it is 40. Oh, okay. 40? Uh, 40 is 1997's Ooh. Father's Day. Father's Day. This is Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. I know Ooh. this movie. I mean, you you got me already. I, there's yeah. no way I'm going to hate this movie. I've, I know this movie very well. <laughs> you got... You got two of my favorite actors. 1997. Yeah, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is in there. Um, trying to think of See, who Robin else. Robin Williams... Oh, Natasha uh, Kinski. Yeah, she's a she was a German model who appeared in like everything. Uh, Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. Man, that's yeah, that's it's a it's a it's a thing. I don't want to give too much away. I've never heard of this. I'm just looking to see who the director and stuff is. Ivan Reitman directed this. Holy shit. Based on a French play. Joel Silver helped produce. Man, this is like Bruce Greenwood's in it. He's always good. Yeah. Jared Harris is in it. He was in Morbius. Did we already do Morbius or is that just like a weird fever dream? I'm fear. (laughs) We have not done Morbius because uh, Wikipedia has not put it on the list yet, as of uh, the beginning uh, of this month, anyway. All right. I, well, update, I try to update the list every month or so. Huh. A completely. I, I, I'm so, so this movie's got a couple things going for me where I think it's going to be a problem for me to judge it correctly. A, it's a late 90s comedy that, like, has two of my favorite comedians in it. Like that's already going to be, B it's a, yeah, it's an Ivan Reitman film. So I'm going to love it anyway. C mm-hmm. it's 97. And like, that was like the era where I was like getting into movies. I was like 11 or 12 and I was really getting into movies at that time. So like 
this was probably one of the ones that just missed out on me going to like go see and want to watch. I'm excited though. I'm really excited for this. This is uh I've never heard of this ever. How have I never heard of the Robin Williams Billy Crystal film? I I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I saw the box office and the budget. Maybe that's why I never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's gonna be super fun. Jesse, where can uh where can your illegitimate children find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter. I'm at Pen of Doom, P-E-N-O-F-D-O-O-M. And you can find me on Twitter as well. I'm Brando Supreme. I will not answer if you are. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> but, uh, and you can also uh, find me, well, we find both of us on Facebook. We're the Box Office Bomb Squad. And you can send us an email with the DNA test to magictalkingbox at gmail.com. And you can go to anchor.fm and, uh, you know, leave your illegitimate father's uh, voicemail message if you really feel <laughs> you need to. Uh, we probably won't answer, but that's fine. Uh, you can also give us money. Uh, money. <laughs> Honestly, money. <laughs> it's why I wasn't mad at Pedro Pascal's character. Cause he was just like, man, my childhood sucked and I used to pee to bed and now I want money. And I'm like, I get it. I mean, I, I never pee to bed. <laughs> just joking. Anyway, no, never. Thanks everybody. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>